this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. What is up, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome, a podcast where I, your host, Shane Told, speak to other lead singers about what it's like to be the front man or front woman of a band. Today we have a great show. I speak to my neighbor, Mr. Ryan Locke of Seaway. Uh, it's true, we are from literally the same neighborhood in Oakville, Ontario. Kind of random. Um, it's cool, though, talking to him a little bit about that stuff um, and everything they got going on right now, which is very exciting time. I think Seaway is one of the most underrated bands in pop punk right now. We talk a little bit about that, too, and, and, and the whole Canadian thing and them using that. So it's a very, very interesting talk today with Ryan. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, before we get into that, um, I'm on Warp Tour right now. Actually, today is the day of the APMA Awards, the Alternative Press Music Awards in Cleveland. So I'm getting ready to do that. I'm presenting an award for Best Drummer. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully I'm not too drunk when I get up there. But hey, it is the APMAs. It's not the Oscars, so let's be real. But yes, I am on Warp Tour. And first of all, everybody coming out every day, you see me walk around and saying, stopping me and saying, Shane, I love your podcast. Thank you so much. This was my favorite episode. I'm really enjoying those, and it happens to me multiple times every day. So thank you so much for just being so friendly and so cool. And, you know, this podcast really is something that I think is special. I really enjoy it. And getting that reinforcement from you guys has been really, really awesome. Um, if you are coming out to Warp Tour, yeah, make sure you come say hi and you check out my band Silverstein. By the way... Silverstein has a brand new album which just came out on Friday. It's called Dead Reflection. And the amount of support and people flipping out about this new record is, to be honest, completely, completely unexpected. I mean, it's our eighth album. You know, we don't expect to have this much craziness and this much, like, people are so emphatic of these compliments about the record. And I think. They legitimately just think this is our best record we've made out of eight albums, which is like pretty crazy, you know, 17 years into this band and we finally hit our stride. So um, thank you for that as well. And yes, be sure to check out the new Silverstein record, Dead Reflection. 
Also, hey, we have so many new members of the All Access Club. Shout out to you guys, all my sinners worldwide. It's great to see you guys out at Warp Tour as well. So yeah, if you don't know about the All Access Club, I'm going to tell you all about it. Basically, for as little as $6 a month, you can become a member of this thing. You get bonus episodes. You get a question and answer session with me. Sometimes I play some tunes on there. You get access to the closed Facebook group, which is really, really fun. I'm on there all the time as well. And if you want Lead Singer Syndrome merchandise, the only way to get it is to be a part of the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. So that's all. I'm not going to go harp on it like I do every week. The link is leadsingersyndrome.com slash access. And yes, being a member really, really does help keep this show going. So please check that out. One thing I love about this show is is how many people come up to me and say, Shane, thank you so much for showing me this band, discovering this new artist, whatever it is. So I love talking about that stuff. And there's a band, newer band, that I think you guys should know about that you might not know about yet. They're called Conveyor. They're a hardcore band on Victory Records, and they're just about to release their new album, No Future. It comes out on July 23rd, very, very soon. It's their second album. They have a brand new song out right now in a video for the title track, also called No Future. Uh, the record was recorded by Greg Thomas, who's done some great hardcore work with Shai Halud, with Honor. And you can find the record at victorymerch.com. Um, and they're going to be on tour as well. So make sure you check that out. They're a great band. And uh, all that information can be found at victoryrecords.com. So again, that's Conveyor with their new record, No Future. Be sure to check it out. Anyways, let's jump in to my conversation with Ryan Locke of Seaway. Everything is cool, man. Good, man. How's it going? Yeah, going well. Just chilling in uh, River Oaks on this fine Monday. River Oaks. There it is. <laughs> I, I, I love it. Yeah, it's it's funny. Um, you know, people, you know, I have a side project, obviously, called River Oaks, which is probably to you, I mean, I don't know if it's like really just like a lame name, like completely stupid because it's like the community you grew up in, or if you were like, ah, damn, why didn't I think of that? I, I think it's sick because it's not like... Like, it's not like, welcome to River Oaks. There's no, like, sign for it anywhere. It's just kind of like, if you know, you know, this is the area called River Oaks. So I think it's dope. Yeah, no, I, it was, it's incredibly difficult to come up with a band name. You know what it I is, mean? Yeah. Like, a good one. And, and whatever it is, like, the other day I posted on Twitter, I was like, you know, worst band names, go. And, and like, I mean, I think the worst one was Betty White Titfuck. That's the worst. <laughs> Seaway <laughs> didn't come up in there? Seaway didn't come up, but it's, oh, wow. uh, yeah, no, um, I should start the interview like that. Where did you get your band name from? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will never ask that question, but, <laughs> okay, but cool. no, it's, um, it is kind of a funny thing though. Yeah. That my, um, you live in my, where basically we grew up in the exact same place and that's yep. where I named my, um, my soul project after, which is just a, a community. Like you're right. There's no sign for it. It's just like. I don't even know where it begins and ends, you know? It's just this yeah, I don't know. little part of, of Oakville, Ontario. Yeah. So what are you doing? You, you guys, uh, 
it seems like you have the summer off, which is kind of a different different thing, you know, for for bands. Yeah, it is. Uh, we yeah, we got the summer off. We basically we've been pretty busy for the last year, just like touring and then writing. Uh, so like we started the year in the UK, and then we went and did like a, a full US kind of full US tour with Simple Plan. Yeah. And then went directly into the studio after that and recorded a new record in L.A. So we uh, we kind of finished that off and got home and, and took the summer off. Because, we, we, I mean, we just kind of covered everywhere else. And we're hitting the road hard in the fall. So we figured, all right, let's just take a, a couple months off to, you know, chill out and, and get ready for this new record. And then hitting it hard in the, in the fall, as I said. And people are really ready for this new record I, I when I was asking you know on, on Facebook and stuff oh you know I'm talking to Ryan what should I ask him a couple people were like well when is the new music coming it's been a little <laughs> while right it's been a couple of years since since uh, you know your basically your first record um, yeah it was our first record with uh, with uh, Pure Noise so right. yeah I'd so, say our first like go ahead go ahead no I mean yeah just kind of saying like kind of we had Hoser before that but it was on a very small startup uh, record label, so yeah. we kind of all count Colorblind as like our first legit record. Totally. Now, coming into, you know, let's call it your sophomore record, I mean, sure. it's very, it's no secret that the sophomore record is important. It can be the make or break uh, of a band's career. Do you guys, did you feel a lot of pressure uh, making this record? T- talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I think that's exactly our mindset going into this record. It is is going to be make or break, you know. Like, uh, um, for one, like we we only signed a two record deal with Pure Noise, so like you know, if okay. it goes well, I'm sure we'll stay with them. But you know, if it doesn't, they have no reason to keep us going, right? So, um, we kind of went in with that mentality of just like you know, this could be the one, and 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 if that is the one, we got to make it as good as as fucking possible. Obviously, you want to make every record as good as possible, but. Um, so yeah, we kind of just, um, figured out, you know, the sound we wanted to go for, you know, we wanted to, you know, we knew we couldn't make the, another colorblind because as much as we love that record, I don't think it really put us, uh, in the place that we wanted to be, you know, I mean, we got a lot of great opportunities from it, but you know, you always hope to be a bit further than you actually are. I feel like when you're a, a band our size, right. So we we just went in thinking, you know, okay, this is this is what works live. This is what works, you know. This is sorry. Hang on a second. Can I help? What you, you want to play? And and we just kind of. I'm recording a podcast. Why are you recording it out here? Because it's shady. <laughs> I'm in the shade. I don't want to do it in the sun. A podcast for what? It's a podcast music podcast. Like what, what, what channel? It's well, it's it's a podcast. It's on the internet. What's it called? Lead singer syndrome. Lead singer syndrome. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking to another guy right now. He's also a singer. That's what my podcast's about. Am I in your way here, sitting here? Okay. Hey, man. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. I'm just in. I'm in Orlando, sitting kind of like just in this little back road area where because uh, it's very sunny. Actually, it's cloudy now, but uh, I wanted to get out of the shade. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So no, with with the um. You know, you talk about Pure Noise Records, it being your second record with them, um, you know, and you're like, oh, I don't know if we're going to re-up or not. That's always a tricky situation because if you were going to be on the label for another, let's say, another couple records, they have more incentive, you know, to promote you. 
yeah, and they exactly. have more incentive to be like, okay, Seaway's going to be our big band, but it's almost like they don't want you guys to blow up, and then next thing you know, you're you know you're switched to another label. Um, yeah, that's true. That's, yeah. that's always a tough. That's always kind of a tough little dynamic there. And um, but how is working with Pioneers? I mean, I mean, they're a great label. They've got a lot of great bands. I know there's been a little bit of controversy that you guys sort of just got thrown into. Um, but overall, yeah, how yeah, is it with them? It's it's awesome, man. It's like um, you know everyone that works there is super cool. It's kind of you know it's kind of a cliche, but it, you know they're really like buds now. You know they're just you know friends that you know put out our music and and they work really hard at it. Um, but we have a really good relation with them every time you know we're in. Uh, I mean, they used to be in Berkeley. They're in Pasadena now, so you know we always go hang out and have a couple drinks and, and eat food. Like it's it's a really great situation. I know cool. you were saying like you know maybe they don't want this record to blow up and then us move on to like, you know, another label, but it is really one of those things where it's like, you know, I, I can't really see that happening unless, you know, we're signed into like a major or something. And I feel like right. everyone has always turned us up against that. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things, you know, obviously that's a huge cliche, but it's like, it feels like a family, you know? No, no, totally. And that's, that's the way, you know, being on a liquor label should be, it should feel that way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, sorry, I'm totally losing my train of thought here. Um, um, so, so with this record, with this record going, and you know, you talked a little bit about how okay, every record's got to be great, and and of course we're going to work hard on every record. But uh, you guys went out to L.A. Uh, you know, it seems like just doing just the. The act of doing that is already like, okay, we're making a serious step here. We're all moving out to L.A. for a couple months. We're working with, who is the producer? Uh, Mike Green. Oh, Mike Green. Okay, working with yeah. Mike Green, who's done a lot of great stuff. Um, was the approach very serious? Like, were you guys not fucking around in the studio, really taking you know, an approach? You take a lot more time writing, recording. How was that dynamic on, on this record? Yeah, the, the, uh, you're exactly right. We, like... I think you know we're we've always tried to be a fun band, but you know we we got a little, a little more serious on this in terms of like you know we're if we're going to make this thing a career, we got to sit down and you know and be real about this and be real with ourselves and 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 where we want this to go. And so um, actually, Pure Noise helped us a lot with that. And like, okay, they're going to set us up with the right people to go and make this record. And so uh, you know we were all like very uh i think this record more than any other recording we've ever done we were very prepared going into the studio we we did you know the other records we've done colorblind and i guess hoser when we were a lot younger obviously but it was sure. kind of just like we'll go in and andrew have some riffs and we'll you know he might have some so song ideas everyone's got you know their vibe on it but uh we kind of did it all in the studio whereas in uh this new record uh we, you know we did a week of pre-pro with two different producers. We went with uh, Derek Hoffman, who did Colorblind. He also you know. did the new Silverstein record. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And we also went out and uh, and did a week with Alan Day from Four Years Strong, and he helped with Colorblind, too. So, um, oh, cool, we kinda, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So we were working you know, with producers that we were already comfortable with to just get the ball rolling, and, and that helped immensely. Because, you know, we, we kind of like, we were kind of apprehensive going down to L.A. We, we're very comfortable with Derek. We've done a lot with him. And uh, we're v also very comfortable with Alan. So we were thinking, let's just do that again, like, yeah. and see what comes of it. But uh, Pure Noise was pretty adamant in saying, you know, I, I think for this record, it's uh, important to, you know, 
maybe get you out of your comfort zone, come down to LA and like, you know, do this thing proper and not just like, you know, recording in Toronto and then going home every night and, you know, yeah, where did you hanging guys... out with, go ahead. Sorry, hang go out. ahead. No, go ahead. No, I just mean like, um, not like, you know, commuting into Toronto and then coming home and like hanging out with your girlfriend or anything, you know, like it's very, you know, you're in the studio all day and then you're together all night working on stuff. So it was very, very much like, uh, right. A serious, like, you know, out of our element for sure, but in a good way. Yeah, well, we've, I mean, Silverstein, we made two records in California, our second record and our third record. And then cool. after that, we've actually made all of our records at home in Canada um, afterwards. And I almost feel like in some ways making the records in California, there were more distractions. Like you're out oh, there, really? especially when you're in L.A., it's like, oh, there's like a show every night. There's like, you know, I'm sure you guys have a lot of friends in California you know, it's not like the okay, we're done for the day, we go home, and then we come back the next day. Um, it's kind of like you're always on. Um, but you did you find that that it was um, less distracting than making a record, you know, in Toronto? Um, in ways, I agree with you. In other ways, I think it was less distracting. Like there was obviously nights where you know friends were in town on tour, so we'd go out and party for the night or. You know, we'd want to go to the beach on an off day, and and so we'd you know be definitely be away from the music. Yeah. But then in other ways, like, um, you know, we weren't going out every night. You know, we weren't like parting our brains out of everything. So right. we'd come home, and you know, n- not even always talking about the music, but just you know, ideas for uh, artwork, or you know, we're just always like when you're living together like that, you're always kind of like talking about band stuff, and so that helped a lot, I think. Like one with the music and you know everyone being in the same mindset but two just like everything else that comes with being in a band you know like when we're when we're figuring things out for you know like merch designs tour ideas this and that when we're all at home it's like we have this big group chat and it gets very convoluted sometimes and you know too many opinions but when you're in one room just you know hashing it all out uh it makes it a lot easier i find no no absolutely absolutely um yeah you know you guys obviously you know, being from Canada, um, which I can relate to, yeah. <laughs> Oakville, Ontario, that's kind of a bit <laughs> of your shtick. Um, you know, everybody, I think the first thing when your band's brought up, people are like, oh, yeah, they're Canadian, Canadian boys. They got, you know, you've got the Maple Leaf, um, you know, on your shirt. Oh, happy Canada Day, by the way. Yeah, yeah, likewise. Uh, <laughs> you know, but that's kind of been a thing that you've you've sort of embraced. And I kind of wonder if that was a conscious thing if that just sort of came out naturally because of who you guys are and if you feel that it's helped or been maybe somewhat detrimental to kind of your, your image. Yeah. You know what? It was definitely a conscious thing. Like when we started out, we were like, okay, you know, we're this pop punk band, we're a young band and you know, there's not, there wasn't as much of a scene for us around on Like, I mean, there was obviously a scene. We had a lot of friends playing bands and stuff, but like, I feel like there was more of a microscope on American bands, you know? It was a lot easier for them to tour. Like, bands in the Northeast could, you know, you play Boston, New York, Philly in a weekend, you know? And and they're huge markets, whereas, like, it's a lot harder for a band from Toronto to get started off touring, you know? Totally. We we tried to, you know, that was kind of our stick starting out. It's just like, you know, we're this Canadian band. There's not a lot of pop punk Canadian bands in the scene right now. So we try to made it our thing. And, uh, I don't know. I don't really know if it like really helped us or hurt us that much. You know, I, I think 
I remember the first tour we ever did. We went to like Florida and back, and Shoji booked the tour pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it was like really good, and, and people were down with the Canadian thing. Hold on a second. But, Hold on, sorry, Ryan. Sorry, yeah, can no I help you? You're just you're standing there staring at me. Okay, you're just you're kind of just bothering me. If you want me to leave, if you want me to walk away, I'll walk away. I just don't know why you have to stand so close to me. Well, what are you doing? You're just standing here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. I just you're kind of distracting me. So I just I'm just I'm on tour right now, so I'm just sitting here. I don't really have anywhere to go. So yeah. Yeah. Silverstein. It's called Silverstein. Okay, yeah, sure. Okay, yep. See you later. Uh, Eventful day over in Orlando, eh? <laughs> well, yeah, like, you know, it's, it's, we're on Warp Tour, right? And it's, yeah. a, it's a, well, we have an off day show, but like, we, we can't get in the venue yet. And I don't want to do, like, we have a bandwagon, so I don't have a ton of room. I don't want to be doing right, this, right, like, right. in the middle of everybody. So I'm like, okay, I'll just find this little shady, you know, under a tree area where I can sit on this little yeah. brick bench thing. And this lady's just like, like, sits right beside me. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, I'll, um, you know, I'll keep just keep going, and she'll maybe she'll like ignore me. She was just like staring at me, and then she was like killing a bunch of bugs. It Jesus. was really, it was really, really weird. So if I if I was a little distracting sounding, that was why. Um, no worries to, to I get the it. listeners. Uh, where the fuck were we? Um, talk, sorry, talking about Canada and um, and yeah, and you know, you guys saying how, how difficult it was. I don't know if it's just like the the I don't know the way Americans feel about Canada. But I don't. I don't think it like helped us that much in the way that like, for example, like neck deep coming over for the first time to America. Like I think that was a huge tour for them because it's like holy shit, this band's coming, you know, from the UK for the first time. You know, everybody has to go see them. I think right. We did some DIY touring, and so people kind of had a feel for us already. So it wasn't as huge of a hype thing. Like holy shit, this Canadian band. You know, like it. It definitely helped a little bit, but it didn't. It wasn't like this massive blow up thing for us or yeah anything, you so know? you do think it helped because see i don't know i always it's maybe it's just because i'm canadian i always think of like americans just look at canada like oh yeah sure whatever they're cute or like yeah. we don't really care there isn't like a like a band from london england there's like some glamour there you know yeah, yeah, there's, there's sure. something something sort of like that is to me is like special whereas the way americans view Canada, they just kind of view it as like, oh yeah, whatever. It's just like, yeah, like little there. brothers from the north. Yeah, yeah the fifty-first state. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's not like anyone gets that. I think that excited. Oh my god, you guys are from Canada. That's so awesome. Like, not really. Um, you know, so I kind of wonder. I just kind of wondered wondered that because like we, a lot of people don't think Silverstein don't know Silverstein's Canadian. A lot of people th- think we're from either Chicago because we were on Victory Records for, for so oh, long, yeah. and a lot of people think we're from California. And I don't know Weird. why, but uh, yeah, but we, so we never really play up the Canada thing like you guys do. And I, yeah, I just, I just really wonder if, if you think it's almost been detrimental, like, you know, you know, yeah, I wouldn't say it's detrimental at all. Like, I think it, it like maybe low key helped us a bit starting yeah. off, but yeah. you know, and then even in more recent years, like we're getting away from like all the like Canadian merch designs and stuff like that. Like we're Right. I think we we kind of used it as we were starting off, and we kind of realized, okay, we're we're getting a bit older now. We don't need to have like Canadian flags on all of our merch and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, so uh, I know you're from Oakville, Ontario. Um, yeah. I don't know if it was your mom 
or another guy in the band's mom. But it's yeah, it really was my mom. it was your mom. That's so yeah. funny. So the way I heard about your band, and I think we've talked about this, but we'll talk about yeah. it on the record. Um, my mom one time, I was at my parents' house in Oakville, Ontario, just around the corner from the River Oaks Rec Center, and my yeah. mom got back from a, a class, and she goes, "Shane, have you ever heard of the band Seaway?" And I go, "Nope." <laughs> she goes, "Oh, well, well, um." Um, you know, I, I, do you, do you know, or do you know Ryan Locke or whatever it was? And I go, uh, no. And she, and she goes, oh, well, well, they're this new, they're a pop punk band from Oakville. And, um, you know, I, I work out with, uh, Ryan's mother at the gym. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I know. Apparently, you know, they're getting started. And so she tells me all about this band. I'm like, nope, never heard of them. So my mom, my, literally my mom heard about you guys before I did. Yeah, I, and, I guess I gotta uh, thank my mom for that too. Yeah, there you go. Your mom's <laughs> repping your shit. Um, but it's funny, and, and you know, and then obviously I started hearing a little bit about you guys, and then I had the uh, the honor of uh, being able to sing on your uh, on your first uh, record. Yeah, hoser, hoser, baby. So, <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I, I um, always been a big champion of you guys, and and. Um, I, I love that you're from Oakville. You represent Oakville. You aren't like, yeah. oh, we're from Toronto. Yeah, totally. Was there ever was there a decision there too to say, oh, we're we're from Oakville, Ontario, which is this like you know, twenty five minutes away from downtown, yeah. like city of I don't know, one hundred and two hundred thousand or something. Like, yeah. what? Why, why did you do that and not just say, oh, Toronto? Because some bands do that. Well, I, I gotta be I gotta be honest right now because I'm sure people will call me out for this now that we're talking about it. But I do say Toronto sometimes if we're like in the UK or something and it's like definitely no one will have ever heard of Oakville then I might say Toronto but like any Canadian tour we've ever done I'll always say Oakville because you know even though you might not know it like people probably know I'm not actually from Toronto so well yeah no we started saying it sometimes too uh, oh here comes a train that's oh, right there you go. we'll just wait for this train <laughs> Wait for it. I'm just going to leave all this shit in, by the way. It's been a hell of a day. Yeah, this is hilarious. Uh, (laughs) We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. Um, the the thing is, is like I say Toronto sometimes too, but four out of five of us actually live in Toronto now too. Right, right. You guys still all live in Oakville, right? Uh, Patrick lives downtown, but yeah, the rest of us are living in Oakville. Yeah, so I, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Um, but talk to me a little bit about your upbringing. Uh, in Oakville, um, you know, your family, obviously, or your mother is involved in your life. Did you have <laughs> brothers and sisters? Uh, you know, all, all those things and, and kind of what led you, you know, to start getting your, getting your start in music. Yeah, um, I guess, uh, you know, me and, and and Ken and Andrew actually like straight up grew up together. I've known them since like kindergarten. So like, where did that, you go to kindergarten? Kind of how, what school? Our Lady of Peace. Oh, OK, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of, I guess, where the story starts is like, we, you know, we knew each, we've known each other since kindergarten. We've always been buds toward elementary school. And then, you know, and, you know, we all listen to music together. And then 
eventually you get your first instruments. And so it was like, when we started off, we were playing like classic rock covers, you know, and, and I was playing drums, Andrew guitar and Ken guitar. And then, uh, you know, you keep playing in bands, but all throughout high school, like we, we had like, man, we, we played everything. Like we had like a metalcore band. We had like a, a pop rock band. Um, and then like a hardcore band and then kind of landed on Seaway. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess that's where it starts is like, um, just kind of jamming together. Like the reason actually we started our first band, like our first high school band, it was called the fellowship and it was a metalcore band. Okay. Very Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the reason we started it is because, uh, we got caught smoking weed by our parents <laughs> okay. And so we, so we all got grounded, but then they were like, okay, well, if you're just going to go jam at someone's house, like you can go hang out. And so we're like, okay, sick. So we we're just like, okay, we'll just start a band now. And so, yeah, it started from smoking weed. I guess that's what it boils down to. How do you all get caught smoking weed? Were you like at someone's house and like your parents busted in? No, it was, it was something like one of the guys, parents, one of the guys called one of the other guys, um, I guess it was bef maybe before we had cell phones, so they called their home phone and they were like asking, like, "Oh, you want to go meet up and smoke weed?" or like asking where our like smoking device was or something like that. And then uh, the pa one of the parents picked up on the other line, so they heard it, and so they were like, and "Then one parent tells the other, who tells the other?" And we right. all get busted. And but yeah, so that's how we started our first band. And like, yeah, I, I really like played drums every band. I ever played in throughout high school and it was like how Seaway started was like, you know, we, we kind of, some of the guys went away to school and I, I took a year off after high school, uh, to like upgrade some marks and shit. And, um, we were talking about I'm making sure that's really helping like, you now. Those upgraded high school marks. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we were talking about, you know, let's make a pop punk band. Like we've all, we grew up listening to some 41 blink 182 gob and like, We've always played other kinds of music, but that's kind of, you know, w what we started, you know, listening to when we stopped listening to whatever our parents listened to was like right. buying your first Blink-182 record or something like that. So um, so we were all like, hell yeah, let's do this. Like, I was going to play drums. Um, Andrew's going to play guitar. Patrick's going to play guitar. Adam's on bass. And I don't know if Ken was going to try and sing or he was just like not interested at the time, but he... Anyway, when they all got back from uh, summer after their first year at university, I was, like, working a job, and so I couldn't jam during the day, but none of them had jobs yet, so they were just like, all right, we're going to get it started, we're going to start jamming, and Ken was like, well, I can, like, play drums while, you know, until Ryan gets, you know, until he's able to jam. Right, sure, like, during the and day, it, he's there jamming, he's playing drums because you're not there. Okay, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. and I was just like, yeah, cool, whatever, like, it was it was very casual, like, side project thing, like, it's just like... You know, we got amps and drums in a basement. We're going to just start jamming, like, just for fun, really. And uh, it, it kind of just got to the point where, like, I couldn't really jam. And Ken had, like, learned all the parts to, like, the early songs that they were writing. And I can't remember who suggested it, but they're like, yo, you should just sing. We don't have a singer. And I was like, hmm, well, I don't sing, and I've never really sang before. But, like, we're just jamming, so I'll try it out. Wow. And it just kind of developed from there. Yeah, like, I didn't really have any training, like... I could always carry a tune, like, mm -hmm. you know, rocking out with friends and stuff. Like, but yeah, it was never like really anything I planned for, kind of just something I fell into. And, um, 
yeah, after a couple of years, and I, and I since have you know taken some vocal training just to like oh, become yeah. a you know, stronger you know lead singer, obviously. Sure. So yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those funny things that I just kind of fell into, and a couple of years later, we're actually touring. You know, it, it started as a side project for fun, and you know now Seaway's on their like third record, and we're you know we're going to Australia for the first time. Like, oh, just kind of like, uh, yeah, these crazy things where it's just like. Uh, uh, something so small turned into something a lot bigger than we expected when we first started. You know, know? it's amazing though on this show, you know, I don't know how many, it's like 85 episodes or something. And I would say a vast majority of stories with these guys and girls on this show. Yeah. They almost have the same thing. Like nobody ever came out. No one ever set out to be a lead singer. Everyone's like, I was a guitar player. I was a drummer. And then we looked around the room and was like, well, I don't know. Maybe you just do it. Like you can, you know, (laughs) I was like, it's like we were all terrible singers. I was just the least terrible. So, (laughs) so I ended up being the singer and that's exactly my story too. I never set out to be a singer at all. No, I was a guitar player. You know, I think that's just it. It's like when you're, when you're a kid, when you're growing up, you're like, your first instrument is never going to be your voice you know you're not starting off singing you're playing drums guitar bass whatever it is you know right. you you get that first instrument you're not just like oh i'm gonna learn how to sing now no well it's i think the people that do that never make it i mean I, mean, True, you know, it's yeah. like, I think it's because the the people that are just okay i'm just gonna be a singer it's like if you don't have understanding of an instrument like mu- how music works you know what yeah. i mean like put together a couple chords or or how rhythm works on a drum set or or you know like that kind of side of it totally. i mean there are some people that just like blow like blow you away with an incredible vo- voice but most people that are singers play an instrument i would say yeah yeah totally so um no that's crazy but like you know i, I forget who it was i had on this show was talking about you about that about how um yeah you just someone was like oh, i don't know you're you just do it and someone's like, yeah, Ryan used to be the drummer. And I had no idea, but that was in a, in a previous yeah, yeah. episode. It might have been, it might have been Dan from Real Friends. I'm not sure who it was. Um, okay, actually, yeah. I, it might not have I've been him, a, actually. But. I've, I've listened to a few of these, and I think I remember hearing that one. I can't remember who it was either. It, was it uh, Kevin from This Wildlife, maybe? Oh, it know. was Kevin from This Wildlife. It was Kevin. Yeah, totally, it totally it was Kevin. And I remember hearing that and being like, that's just so wild. But another thing we, we mentioned is like, you know when you're a kid – and you're playing sports, and well, let's go with hockey, just because it's obviously you're a Canadian themed band. Sure. <laughs> but <laughs> Canadian themed band, yes. Nice. Uh, but you know, like oftentimes when you're playing, like there's always the one kid that's like, not only is he the best at passing the puck, he's also the best at shooting the puck. He's also the best, right. best in as a goaltender. You know, right, I find right, like yeah. in, with music, that's often the case too. There's like one guy that's just like, yeah, I can play everything. Like I can figure out any instrument and then like I'm a True, pretty good yeah. singer too. Would you say that that's kind of your thing? You just, you kind of naturally just can kind of pick something up? Um, I mean, I don't think that's my thing. I think that singing maybe just came naturally. Like I, I'm not like the best at everything I do by any means. Like I'm, I'm not that guy, but I don't know. I just think that whatever it was that we started with, it just kind of worked, you know, like, um, like I was always, uh, when I was younger, like, you know, a fan of like living with lions. And so when I started singing, I was like, well, I, you know, I'm not the best singer, but I can do kind of like they do it, you know, like they've gone right. through a bunch of singers, but just like, I, I guess I, when we started off, it was like a very gruff sound that I was going for. And since then, you know, obviously trying to clean it up a bit and, you know, just always trying to become a better singer. But, 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's something that I'm just like naturally good at. I think it's something that I've definitely constantly been working at and constantly trying to get better. Um, and so, yeah, I think yeah, no, it's definitely not natural. It comes with a lot of hard work, but I think it's sure. been working out. Well, also, I mean, you guys have, I mean, kind of like a co-singing thing. Uh, Patrick yeah, has a yeah. lot of vocals too, and obviously that takes a little pressure off you, I think. Um, how did you guys decide to do that? And, and when you're, you know, talking about the new record, how do you decide, like, okay, Ryan's going to sing this part, Patrick's going to sing this part? How do you guys figure that all out? You know, I, I don't even really remember how that started. I think it was probably just one of those things where I was like, well, shit, I've never sang before. And, you know, I think maybe Patrick might have had some vocal training, like, while we were in high school or something. So he's like, well, yeah, I'll sing a bit. But he was basically like, I don't want to be front and center. And I play guitar, so I'll sing and play guitar, and you can just be front man. I was like, okay, well, we'll try it. We'll see how it goes. And, like, um, yeah, I don't know. On our first releases, it was, I feel like we would just, you know, it was very formulaic. Like, you sing this line, I sing this line, you sing this line, I sing this line. But now there's a lot more thought that goes into it, like, especially on this record. Like, for every song, we tried to do something a little bit different. So normally it's like, you know, either a chunk of a verse, is mine a chunk of a verse is his or we go back and forth but on this new record like we tried new things where you know patrick sings the verses and i sing the choruses like the leads on it and then you know there's a song where like patrick basically has the lead for like pretty much the whole song and i just sing backup vocals right um so we i don't know we just try but why like but why do that just he just sounded better it was his song his words like what's the decision there like why do you decide to do that um, I mean, for that song in, in specific, yeah, it was his words, and he, you know, it it just kind of worked out. When we demoed it, I sang on it, and it's just a it's a cleaner, softer sound, I think, and and, and it just suited him better, right? But for other ones, yeah, there's kind of no rhyme or reason. It's just kind of like, well, let's try something new on this one. Okay, you sing verse, I sing chorus, or you know, we'll we'll, we'll this is a faster song, so let's uh, like space it out really quick, you know, and and. Uh, with the tempo being quick, let's change, make the changes quick. So it'll be like short line me, yep. short line Patrick. It, it's always just it's it it comes with the vibe of the song. I feel. Yeah, yeah, no. I think always when you're writing, it's good. It's you never want to take a formulaic approach to songwriting where every song is like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. I yeah, think that, that, yeah. That's never a good idea. So so I think every song needs to be its own, you know, have its it, own identity. It, yeah, and even then, it's like. Like I would say, we're both lead singers. You know, like he he takes yeah. lead, and I'll whenever he's lead, I'll, I'll like harmonize on him. We have a, like a lot of harmonies going on in our stuff, right? So sure. it's like even though someone's singing the lead, there's like a pretty feature harmony going on behind it. So um, I don't know. I think that's the one cool thing we have going on is like we. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong in saying this, but I feel like we we use harmonies a lot more than a lot of our counterparts. You know. Yeah, well, you know what? And, singing harmonies. We don't talk about a lot about harmonies on the show for for being a singing podcast. Um, yeah, harmonies are pretty fucking hard to do. They are, man. Like a lot of people um, don't really understand how you know, depending on you know the key of the song, like your 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 melodies are relatively. Uh, I don't want to say simple. That's not they're not the right word, but like you know, your chord changes are like pretty classic for the sure. most part. You guys aren't using like a lot of weird augmented chords where it's like oh. Like, like, you know, like Bayside or something like they're constantly, right, right, no, so yeah. you guys have, um, but, but it can still even be hard depending on what the melody is to, f- to figure out the harmony. 
and then pull it off live uh, can be difficult. Now, I don't think I don't think bands don't do it because they're like, oh, I I don't like the sound of harmonies. I think they don't do it because it's hard. Yeah, totally. And but like the other thing is like we do it because we can because we have two two like lead singers pretty much. Right. Like I feel like there's a lot of bands that. You know, they're great bands, but they they have one lead singer and then maybe someone that can do a little bit of backup, you know, like maybe sure. even like low octave stuff or something. I don't know. Like we have two lead vocalists. So we, you know, we, and that's kind of been our thing is like, we should be utilizing that. Like, it's not like one guy singing and one guy isn't like right. one guy's singing lead, one guy's singing a harmony. And, and yeah, we try, we try and get some pretty features. There's some like background color melodies or harmonies. I mean, sorry, mm-hmm. but we, you know, we also try and get some like, Oh, that's a feature harmony behind that too. You know? Right. No, no, totally. Totally. So when, um, so when Patrick's doing these big long parts, are you, are you like, are you worried when you start playing these songs live? You're just gonna be like, I don't have anything to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean like the one that he has that is like a lot of him, like I'm, harmonizing a lot of it but he's the like lead on a lot of it yeah on most of it sorry um yeah i I don't know we'll see how it goes over like streaming wise but i I don't know if it's maybe one of those songs that's just like just on the record we might not do live often but um well you know you can do you can maybe work on some dance moves to do during those parts true true i've been working on my dance moves tell me about the dance move the move (laughs) you got to move I got him. Apparently, I do. Yeah, Beartooth likes to make fun of me for it. That, that's the thing. I'm hanging out with Beartooth right now, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm talking to Ryan. What should I ask him? They're like, ask him about the dance move. I'm like, okay. So uh, yeah, no, is, is this just something that you just naturally do and you don't really realize it? I, I think yeah, I think it's kind of a natural thing. Like I think <laughs> I also think like um, um, I, when I was growing up and and you know a teenager, I would want to see exciting bands to watch live. You know, not some dude that's hanging out with a mic singing the songs like some wild vocals i don't know i can't think of anything off the top of my head right now but like you know just those those dudes that they're not just up there singing they're, they're performing right sure and so I, I think when when i started singing in seaway i was like well i, I want to be someone that's fun to watch you know and so it was probably very awkward in, in the first stages and i was just like maybe trying to be a little too wild and would run out of breath a lot but then that's something I've just learned and gotten better with now. And so I, I guess every night I try and like one up myself and see if I can do something a bit more wild or, or weird and stuff. There's, <laughs> well, there's like good. that, good. there's like that archetype pop punk singer. That's just like finger pointing and, and you know, the pop punk posse jumps that I, I've tried to stay away from, you know? Yeah, no, there's a lot of cliche pop punk yeah. things in, in that, in that genre. And luckily I'm a. I think luckily Silverstein we're we're not associated with it. Uh, you know, oh, for yeah, better yeah. or for worse. Um, you know, I do love pizza, but that's a whole other story. Well, who doesn't? <laughs> but uh, no. Um, being a drummer though, and then all of a sudden you're a frontman. That must have been weird because like you start singing and it's like, well, I just kind of want to make sure that I hit the notes and I don't sound terrible. Yeah. You know, you're not really like worrying about your dance moves or your moves, your stage presence initially. Was that hard being a drummer and then all of a sudden being a lead singer and not having any experience doing it? Yeah, you know what I, I think like for like you know people close to me that ask like oh so like you went from drums to singing like how was that? And I was like yeah I, I think I always kind of downplay it but um, now that I'm thinking back like I think it, it was super weird you know starting out and then even just like uh, getting comfortable with the role of like being the lead singer like I think 
I definitely downplay it, but it, it was a lot weirder now that I'm really thinking about it. Like, yeah. It's one thing to get up there and, you know, you got your moves while you're singing, but then, you know, you, you have to be engaging between songs, too. And I think that's something that I've only recently gotten comfortable with. Like stage banter and stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like not just saying like, hey, what's up? We're in Philly. How about cheesesteaks? You know, like <laughs> being engaging every night. Right. Um, yeah. And I think that's like truly only recently I've gotten like really comfortable with. And I don't know how maybe just with like with playing more shows and, you know, just like I, I don't know. It, it, it definitely is a weird thing, though. Um, I'm totally. definitely not the kind of person that likes to be the center of attention in every room I'm in either. So it's kind of a. It's a, a different role for me, but I, I I love doing it too. You know, it's it's so it's, it's a little a unnatural for you, I guess, like with your personality. It is, yeah. Like I, I wouldn't say I'm, uh, yeah. L- like I said, I, I don't try and be the center of attention in every party or, or room or function I'm at. But then you know, then I get on stage and you you, you literally have to be. So yeah, yeah, um, you do. Yes, it's it's one of those things where I think I was just like, yeah, whatever. I used to be a drummer, now I'm a singer, and I just kind of downplayed it, but. But it definitely took like a lot to be like, you know, and there would be like shows where we'd get off stage and, and, you know, Adam or Patrick would be like, yeah, that was kind of awkward tonight. Like you should be speaking a bit more between songs. And I was just like, yeah, true. Like I'm the lead singer. I need to do that more. And and so it takes a while. And and it's, you know, as a human, always learning, always trying to make myself better. Um, But I think, yeah, I've finally gotten comfortable with it. And it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I'm surprised you're like, yeah, no, true, you guys are right, instead of, you know what, fuck off, you you fucking try it, it's not easy, man. <laughs> well, I mean, and I, I mean, we've definitely had that conversation where it's like, well, you know, we can get you a mic, we can all talk together, but I don't know, that's maybe, right. th- this, this is my role, you know, that, that's, that's what well, I'm doing you know, as there, the lead singer. There are bands, though, I mean, like, you look at someone like Fall Out Boy, I mean, Pete Wentz is basically the front man of that band, you know, and he does the you know, there, there are yeah. those you know certain occasions where somebody else in the band does you know a majority i'd say a majority of the the stage banner and stuff you know like yeah, yeah. even like number 2 with anti flag i mean they're both great both number 2 right, right. and uh justin um i hope i can get them on the show uh soon actually but we're on a work so. i fucking love that band anyways i yeah. love anti flag so much but you know it's like that too it's like you know and i i think i don't know if it's something that bands talk about or if it's just like naturally you get on stage and these things sort of start to happen i don't know yeah and like moving forward i think it'd be cool if like any of the other guys in the band would want to you know get up there and, and talk with me because i think it, it, i always like when there's like that dynamic of like, oh, that's the singer and he's the one talking, you know, but you know, whether the other guys aren't comfortable with it or right. what, I'm sure they're going to listen to this and be like, yo, what the fuck, man? Right. Well, the whole, <laughs> you know, the whole Tom and, you know, Tom and Mark, uh, that's the, yeah, cla- yeah. you know, the classic. I guess it comes back to that. Like they, they are, that's a they, cliche they pop punk thing, you know, to do but that. But they were hilarious too, you they know? Were. They like were. it was like a comedy show between songs, you know, in their heyday, you know, so. I, I guess maybe that's what I'm thinking of when I think of just like, mm-hmm. you know, the entertaining between song banter, not just like, hey, we're in this city. Oh, thanks for you, coming out. We appreciate I, you. I think it can work now. I think you guys, yeah. I mean, you guys kind of walk a line between humor uh, and, you know, and being serious too. You know what I mean? Is that hard, ever hard to navigate? Like, I'm sure there's shows where you get up there and you're just like in kind of a non serious mood and it's all jokes. And then other days when like you aren't really feeling it. Um, how hard is how is that to navigate? Like to be like, okay, are we a serious band? Are we a joking band? Is that something that you guys talk about? Um, 
I guess like not not directly talking about when we need to be more serious, but I think it, it just kind of comes with getting older. Like, when, right. you know, first few years of touring it was like we tried to be just that fun, uh, fun loving, you know, not too serious. Just like those dudes are having fun up there, and you know, th- we're not too preachy about anything, you know. And and that was something that was like conscious. Like we don't want to be this like serious like listen to what I have to say. Like we just, you know, right. come out to our shows, have a fun time, ha- try and have as much fun as we're having kind of thing. But I think as we get older, you know, like you do need to take yourself a bit more seriously. Like, um, like we were talking about earlier, it's, it's our, our basically our, our sophomore record. Like yes. this is a make or break. And you know, if we're, if we're going to make true careers out of this, we do need to take ourselves a bit more seriously. And I think that's just something that's, you know, comes, comes a bit naturally. It's not like we talk about it, but I think it's, slowly becoming a bit uh, more apparent that, you know, we're, we're still going to be this fun band, but, you know, I, I turned 25 this year, you know, I'm not just going to be like this funny joke guy the whole time. You yeah, know, we're, we're trying got, to be, you're really getting old there, man. 25. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I feel it in my hangovers, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's another train. Ooh, I can feel the breeze from that one. Nice. It's very close to me. Wow. How did it feel? How did it feel when all the members of Beartooth got Everything is Cool Man tattooed on them? Oh, that was hilarious because, like, <laughs> we, we, like, so we, like, met them all, obviously, like, when we would all hang out on, on Warped Tour 2015, or if you remember that, like, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you were buds with them, and then we were buds with you guys, and we all kind of hang out, but, like, I wouldn't say we, like, became the best of friends with them, but... Um, but then Bobby, when he was touring with them, he would always send yeah. Snapchats of like everyone rocking out in the in their bus or van or whatever they were in. And we're like, damn, like Beartooth really dig Seaway. And then they got those tattoos, and we we're like, damn, they're for real. I know it's so funny. I <laughs> but we've gotten to know them a bit more now. Like uh, you know, we were over playing Slam Dunk, and 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 they were also on the bill. And so we got we got to like hang out a bunch, and and we had a lot of fun with them. No, that's cool. And actually, uh, Caleb's Caleb's on our new record. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that yet. I don't know when this is oh, going to come well. out, but yeah, so that, that was really cool too. Damn that that is awesome. Um, yeah. Caleb is Caleb is the best. Uh, I guess, is he singing? Is he screaming? He's singing, singing, beautiful. Yeah, man. Yeah, it sounds really cool. That's great. Well, I guess when you get a Seaway tattoo, uh, <laughs> yeah. and you're you know, and you're the singer of Beartooth, you can you're allowed to be on the Seaway record. Yeah, you're a lifer now. You're a lifer. <laughs> Dude, no. He's, I mean, I think he's in pretty good company with other people that have done guest vocals for your band in your career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, so, um, how is uh, I got to ask you about Simple Plan because uh, some of my they're some of my best friends too. Some of the sweetest guys. Oh and yeah. They took us out. Uh, well, shit, it was eleven years ago now on like oh, one wow. of our first real European tours and really took care of us. Uh, how was touring with them and um, how was that with for you guys? It was super cool. It's like, you know, I probably neglected to mention them earlier when it, when we were growing up listening to Sum 41, Blink, Gob. Like, Simple Plan was definitely in there for us, too. Um, for sure. So, Especially being Canadian. Like, they're so... Yeah, like people yeah. don't understand how big they are in Canada. They're totally, massive. totally. And, and, like, yeah, like, just growing up with much music. Like, they were always on there. So, that was, like, definitely a huge thing for us when we got that opportunity to tour with them. I was like, holy shit, man. Like... I don't know. It was pretty surreal. And, like, they were really good guys. They were also really busy. So, you know, we would hang out with them, say what's up, have a quick drink. But, like, they did so much, like, before show VIP, two, after yeah, show VIP. Yeah, they VIPs, right, a day. Yeah, they, those dudes work so damn hard. It's like, 
it was it was pretty inspiring to see and you know and i think we you know there's either like you're doing the younger band tours where you're just like having fun with people around your age and then you do the like some of the like more legendary older dude tours where you like you learn a lot from those tours i find and 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 then that that's kind of my takeaway from that tour is like doesn't matter if you're simple plan or seaway like you always got to be working hard you know like those dudes work so yeah. damn hard um and so yeah like i said it, it was super inspiring to see that just how like dedicated they are to the fans that's awesome and did you guys manage to go through uh have you guys had your gear stolen this year yet yep already once this year uh once or twice oh my god no i know when we were in la yeah yeah I, I no mean, i know you guys have had literally the worst luck of any band ever uh having yeah, equipment stolen definitely take the cake passport stolen um you know, I, we've been lucky, very lucky with Silverstein, never to have anything. Like, we've we've had a couple guitars go missing over the years, stuff like that, but we've never had, like, the, holy shit, our trailer's gone. Um, yeah. I've heard from other bands that that's, that's happened to. It's like, you almost just want to quit. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's, yeah, there's definitely well, times where it's like... Walk me through what's happened with you guys and, and, and how that, just how that felt and, like, how you had to deal with that. You know, it's weird because it's different every time. It's not like, it's not like every single time you're like, oh my god, we need to quit. You know, like we, it's been smaller times where it's like, you know, we just get a window broken in and you know some some clothes stolen. But then there's times where our entire trailer with all our gear got stolen. So that that was like the closest we've been to just like I don't know, man. Like how many how many times is this now where it's going to happen and we're just going to keep going? But um. Yeah, I mean, as shitty as it is, we, we have a lot of cool stuff coming up, you know? And so it's like, I guess you kind of always got to look on the bright side. And, like, as shitty as it is and a, a big of a hit that we took, we have a, a wicked new record coming out. We have a lot of really cool touring opportunities coming up. And yeah, it's just kind of like you, you kind of just got to stay positive. No, no, totally. I mean, that's 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 the way to go man that's the way to live man yeah uh no uh, it's great um to hear that you guys are, are staying positive with everything you're on the up and up um i understand you have a new song i think when this i know it's not out yet when we're speaking but i think it's going to be out when i throw this up um talk to me about this new song that's getting released um obviously you recorded it in la with mike green uh talk talk to me about the songwriting how how you went through the song and why you chose it as kind of your lead track um yeah, it's uh it's a fun one. I think we ch- we chose it because you know, for a first single coming out and like on the rest of the record, I think there's a couple curveball songs that that we really like and we're excited to put out, but they're not songs that you can just like give everyone right away. Like I think it could throw people off a little bit. Right. So for the first one, we were thinking like this is it still sounds like Seaway, but it also sounds like the new ish direction we're trying to take so it, it it was like kind of the easy choice for everyone was like yeah i think this one should be the one because it's like it'll it'll keep the old fans excited on the record and i think it, it'll probably pull in some new fans too which is i think important when uh when you're putting out a new single and like and like we've we've been talking about a make or break record you know we don't want to turn anyone off so um that's kind of where our head was at with choosing it no, that's awesome, man. I, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to hear it. Um, we'll play it at the end of this episode so all the people can uh, hear the new stuff. 
Uh, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Uh, I know you guys are going to be busy going to Australia for the first time, doing all these tours. Um, is it really just time for you guys to just be like, okay, once this record comes out, we are not stopping. We need to put in all the work. We need to really strike while the iron's hot. Um, is that what you guys are going to do now? Yeah, yeah. That is that is uh, nail on the head exactly what we're planning on doing. Like, you know, we've gotten some really cool opportunities, but, you know, I guess like we were saying earlier, you always kind of want to be a step ahead of from where you are. So we have like a lot of our year planned out as to, you know, where we're touring and, and you know, what's going on behind the scenes. So um, we're trying to basically, yeah, like, uh, you know, we're hopefully trying to headline at some point. We're trying to, you know, we, we've announced the support tours we're doing in the fall with uh, Four Year Strong with you guys. So yeah. it's definitely like a step in the right direction for us. We've been, you know, we've been a, a, a two of four band or an opening band for a while now. And so the fact that we, you know, get this opportunity to be direct support on, on Four Year Strong and on, on Silver Scenes Tour, like it's definitely in the direction we want to be going is like moving up in the bill and eventually headlining. Have you so, guys never done uh, any headlining? Uh, last summer we did a Canadian headliner. It was you know just smaller clubs and stuff, but we've yeah. never done. And, and this year actually we did a UK headliner too. So it's just this, we've never headlined in uh, America. Is it is it out of fear? Do you think people aren't going to come <laughs> out? Because I mean, you guys have a pretty solid record. You know that's done pretty well. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, I'd say I know at least of, all. I'd say all five members of Bear Teeth are going to come see you at least. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, really, like, what? What was the reason of not headlining? Because I mean, you guys have enough songs, and I think people want to see your band play. So, is it just just yeah. the timing, and you didn't want to turn down other opportunities, or or what was it? I think it was a little bit of fear and a little bit of timing. Like, um, you know, we don't want to just do it, and you know nobody really comes out so we were kind of waiting for the right opportunity and on the colorblind touring cycle it just kind of didn't make sense like we had you know we would have a lot of good support uh tours that we did and then you know we as i said we did headline in the uk and canada yeah but just for, for timing for the states like you know we got that simple plan tour which was really cool for us even though we were opening it was like a good opportunity and sure. uh and we did the the Wonder Years tour, which was like you know a pretty hype tour last fall. Hell yeah! So it just kind of with timing, it didn't really work out. And uh, now that we you know starting a new album cycle, we, we were able to like plan everything out. And so I think it's going to work out for this next uh, this next record. But uh, yeah, it's a, a bit of a fear, a bit of timing, you know. I totally get I th- it. Man. I think we put ourselves in a pretty good position at this point, though, to to headline, but. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it just didn't really work out in the states before. Cool. So you guys, um, you guys have a new record coming out. Do you have a name for it yet? You can release name. Uh, sorry, do you have a name for the record you can talk about yet? Do you have a release date? Yeah, it's uh, it's called Vacation. It's coming out, I believe, September fifteenth. Um, I'm I'm really stoked for it, man. I think every everything we've ever done, I've been like, damn, this is this is the stuff. This is you know the best seaway we've ever been. But I truly think, you know, obviously it's a cliche, but I think this new record, Vacation, is the best seaway we've been yet. And, you know, I'm really excited for the opportunities that, that are coming and, and may come further down the line after this one. Because I think, I, think, I think this is the one. We'll see what everyone else thinks, I, but I, I hope, think this is the one. I hope it's the one. When you say Vacation, <laughs> all, I, all I can think of is Chevy Chase. 
<laughs> that's like immediately I'm like oh and then I'm, and my th- second thing that crossed my mind was like vacation that's what you're doing right now Ryan in River yeah. Oaks Oakville Ontario just vacation hanging out all summer long having a vacation <laughs> no is it uh, I hope the album cover has just you guys in Hawaiian shirts or something <laughs> there might be some Hawaiian shirts incorporated but uh, yeah well you gotta make Seaway Hawaiian shirts now it's gotta happen yeah it's perfect you know maybe we just will maybe a good pre-order item hey who knows it- I don't know. Maybe your manager should get on top of that. I don't know. He might be slacking did, a little bit. Did he tell you we're doing that? or he, no, he, no, he didn't tell me, no. Oh, we're, I think we're actually doing that. There you go. Great minds. Yeah. Great minds. Uh, Great minds. No, I'm, I'm tight with their manager. That's why I'm, I'm making fun of him. Uh, no, Ryan, hey, thank you, man, for taking the time today. All the best with the new record. Um, let's let's uh, shout out to that new song right now. Uh, go ahead. Tell, uh, tell the people what it's called and uh, anything else about it. Yeah, the new song is called Apartment. Uh, Patrick and I had a, a lot of fun doing the music video for it. And uh, yeah, new records called Vacation. It'll be out September 15th. And uh, I hope you like it because I really do. All right. Well, here it is. <laughs> Apartment on Lead Singer Syndrome. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Thanks for having me, Shane. Mm-hmm. 